Hey, are you looking to buy a new car? Are you stuck in a high-rate loan and looking to refinance? Well, UK Federal Credit Union can help. Right now, UK Federal Credit Union has auto loan rates as low as 3.24% APR. You can apply for an auto loan online at ukfcu.org or in person at the dealership. You can get your dream car today. It's UK Federal Credit Union, banking only better. Annual percentage rate. Member qualifications apply. Rate subject to credit approval and subject to change. For full disclosures and cost details, call 800-234-8528. Federally insured by NCU. It's football time in the bluegrass. You're listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast presented by UK Federal Credit Union. Give UKFCU a shot today. Uh, They'll treat you better than Kentucky football will because, my goodness, we got our hearts ripped out this weekend, Drew, and that sucked. That sucked real bad. I did not think we would be sitting here at 0-2 after – I mean, I was convinced they were going to win at Auburn. And then I definitely thought they'd bounce back and beat Ole Miss, even though Ole Miss looked pretty good at Florida. And now I just – I don't know what to make of this team in this season. Clearly the defense isn't what we thought it was going to be uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I, I didn't think Kentucky's offense was going to have to hang a 50-burger to, to beat teams in the SEC. But here we are. Uh, it's – no, nobody anticipated this start to the season. Uh, nobody anticipated the defense playing so poorly. Um, and it's 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 hard to talk through this, but we're going to talk through it today. I'm Nick Roush. He's Drew Franklin. Freddie Maggard's here. And I did not anticipate Charles Walker saying, hey, I'm ready to go. And then, like, 10 minutes later, we're still waiting on him, Charles. What the hey, heck? come on. Hi. <laughs> Ew, dang, switcheroo. <laughs> Needing my notes in front of me. Oh, that's what I see. I, I think he's just too embarrassed because he knew we were going to talk about how bad his, his little St. X Tigers got beat by Twinity on Friday. It's ugly, too. Man, yeah. all my teams are just getting beat. This stinks. <laughs> this well, is terrible. At least your team's actually playing. Mine and Drew's teams, they're out this week. So, um, yeah, not a good weekend of football. Um, but we're going to get through it all together today on the KSR Football Podcast. Freddie, I don't, I don't even know where to begin, really, because how do you, get, how do you let Ole Miss's offense just do what they did so easily, especially in the second half, giving up eight yards of play? I mean, almost nine yards of play. It was just – it was ridiculous. Yeah, 8.8 yards per play in the second half and in overtime, that's uh... – that's a that's a recipe for a loss there, Nick, as everybody saw on Saturday. Um, you know, it's just Kentucky got two sacks. Boogie Watson got one, and McCall and J.J. Weaver combined for the other. And then uh, really other than that, you know, uh, like we talked about, Corral, Matt Corral is a heck of a quarterback, and, and he avoided his sacks and avoided the rush. And, you know, he was, 20, what, 24-28? Of something like that, mm-hmm. twenty-four, twenty-nine for three hundred twenty yards and four touchdowns, and oh, you know that, that's almost a perfect passer rating. <laughs> and, and then he had thirteen carries for fifty-one yards, but his carries were, you know, at crucial times in the game and extended the chains. And, and then Ole Miss receiving core. I mean, this is the second week in a row that Kentucky's faced the receiving core that is just really, really good. Elijah Moore leading the SEC in receptions. Uh, 
Mingo really hurt Kentucky with eight catches yeah. for 128 yards. And then we talked about the tight end, Kenny Yaboa, with three catches mm-hmm. for uh, 83 yards and a touchdown. You know, and the majority of it was in the middle of the field. So, yeah. it was exactly what we talked about. It was behind the linebackers in front of or behind the safeties. And, and uh, it, it was just, a, it was just a, a, a gut punch to watch. And I want to say this. I know everybody sees the missed mixed extra point in overtime. Man, don't don't get on Ruffalo. I mean, that that game had so, offense and defense had so many chances to win that game and didn't. The timing of the missed extra point was bad. But hey, listen, there was a whole heck of a lot of other things that led to that loss other than his, his missed PAT. Yeah, and I, I know Drew Franklin. Uh, I, I'm. I don't know if I've ever felt you be so mad before. And it wasn't about Ruffalo. No. I don't even care about Ruffalo. Whatever. Um, I don't even care about most of the mistakes. I'm still irrationally angry at A.J. Rose. Um, I know that didn't really affect the game overall. I mean, it did affect the game. But uh, the outcome, you know, there was a lot of mistakes after that that changed the outcome. But – that one was unforgivable for me, and I can't believe they even put him back in the game. He would have been in his dorm room if I were coaching. No, 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 no. Not not put him back in the game. Never took him out. Never took him Never. out of the game. Never. What? I, would, I want to pick my words here carefully. Um, yeah, I mean, never took him out. What? 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 I don't know. Okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't talk it. I can't. I can't. So I'll, I'll yep. say it for him. He 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 was on this team recently. I understand he has to bite his tongue a little bit, but you have uh, to bench him there at least for a little bit. I love AJ. AJ is a great football player, even better person. And I understand mistakes happen. Um, you make a mistake, a hundred percent going a hundred percent. It happens. You know the Ruffalo thing. Shit happens when you want to get a really cool picture and throw the deuces up and then, yeah, that's, this is going to be, this is going to make sports center. Well, you made sports center, buddy. Um, (laughs) The whole world is laughing. And the fact that he was not benched for a quarter, not even one play is ridiculous to me. So that's poetic justice. that he fumbles when I get a touchdown. How do you not, how do you not bench him? You can play him the rest of the game. Just say, "Hey, you made a bonehead mistake. You're gonna you're gonna pay for it." We have two capable backs that are honestly probably better fit to run in the red zone, but no, we keep him in, and he's on the next play. Uh, two plays, two plays. He got stuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got stopped, and then he fumbled. And I think Chuck. I think uh, I know Stoop said something along the lines of, oh, "I'm not going to give up on him after one mistake." Fine. No. Um, but, you don't, and don't. Well, and, and I, I'm with you, but the thing is, is like I've seen Eddie Grand take out guys all the time after long runs just to give him a breather. I mean, he just ran 72 yards. If nothing else, just pull him the saddle. And I can even understand where – so like Rodriguez, he got in the doghouse quickly last year for fumbling while trying to reach across the goal line. Yep. But Rodriguez was a, a redshirt freshman. Rose, redshirt's fifth-year senior. Like, you probably give the redshirt senior a little bit more leeway, but still. And it wasn't even – it wasn't, oh, that was terrible ball control or, hey, he was reaching and it came out. You know, you reach for the goal line, it comes out sometimes, that happens. This was, I want to throw the deuces up. <laughs> and I'm not capable of – I guess maybe looking over my other shoulder and making sure I'm good or looking at that damn TV screen that is a thousand feet <laughs> in diameter and going, all right, there's still someone behind me. I just think it's, it's ridiculous. And as I said, I love AJ. You don't, you don't give up on him, but yeah, you sit his ass for a drive, at least one drive. Hell the whole game. I was watching my dad. He said, you wouldn't play, you wouldn't play for two years. <laughs> Well, he played the next two plays and fumbled. So, poetic justice, and I just cannot believe that he stayed in for those next two plays. Which I can't can't believe it. Go ahead, Freddie. I didn't mean to 
Drew, I didn't mean to interrupt you a while ago, but San Francisco receiver just jumped over a Philadelphia defensive back for a touchdown. So, oh. pretty exciting. <laughs> I have it on, but when you brought up A.J. Rose, I started seeing red again. Well, I, Drew, I know Kentucky right after that came back and scored. I can't even tell you what. I know Terry scored, but that first touchdown, I have no clue what happened. I was so mad. I was still pacing back and forth. I completely missed that next drive. Well, uh, this brings us to our brand new segment uh, we've, we've got this week. It's going to be a reoccurring theme. Uh, in this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Midnight Rooster. Uh, that's M-I-D-N-I-T-E rooster.com. Go visit them, Drew, for their, the best CBD products in the game. I mean, you use them all the time, right? Yeah, they, they just launched their uh, products uh, a couple weeks ago. They have a beard oil called Kentucky Jesus that I use now that I have a, a beard back. Um, I think they're not think I know they're all USDA certified and Kentucky proud. I know a lot of the CBD stuff out there. They use a lot of the fake stuff and cut corners, but midnight rooster does it the right way and it's all local and we're big fans of theirs. So we thank them for sponsoring and uh, go check them out. Like you said, M I D N I T E midnight rooster this week, their segment, their sponsoring this week is called things you shouldn't do before you reach the end zone. Uh, I'll start uh, one slow down. Probably shouldn't slow down before you, you get into the end zone. Uh, Two, throw up the deuces and try to make Sports Center. Um, three, uh, don't like drop the ball before you enter the end zone. Oh, those are always great. It's always a defender <laughs> too. I love when a when a linebacker you know doesn't really ever get interception and finally gets one and is running in and is so happy and they just drop the ball in like the three yard line. <laughs> it's what in the world. What is wrong? Oh, gosh. Four is do not taunt the defensive player. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Freddie, but I think that now they'll call back a touchdown if you do that. Yeah. Hey, Charles, I got a question for you. Yeah. When you're running down the field, you know, like on your punt return, going towards the big screen, do you look up at the big screen? Can you see yourself? Or is 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 there a delay? How does that work? I was always taught to play football full speed. So the last thing I'm thinking about is looking for defenders. I mean, I just, when I was, and again, I guess I really only did it once, but um, <laughs> I mean, when I was running, I was running. And granted, yeah. I did have that little old Mexico State punter in my view. So I was like, all right, this guy, this little bug here, I got to get by him. Um, but, I mean, even in high school, I, yeah, I'd run until I touched the back of the end zone. And then that's okay. when the celebration started. I okay. Mean, I so f- different for you, but. Well, we didn't have a big screen, so I, it was a little bit yeah. different. But yeah. five, is, five is don't look at the big screen as you're running towards the end zone. How about mm-hmm. that? Leonard Fournette did that at LSU. I remember that. They were playing uh, in the Music City Bowl against Notre Dame. And I thought I was like, oh, I that's kind of cool. People do it. People do do it. And, I mean, I guess – you just should be able to feel that there's someone right on you. I mean, he didn't get touched that play. So you got to think, all right, there's 11 guys on the field. I didn't get touched. Someone's probably right behind me. I was always scared of getting walked or caught from behind because – Oh, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> – trust me on this. Film is brutal to you if you get walked or you get caught from behind. I mean, you oh, get made, made fun of for hours. <laughs> Yeah, if there's if there's one person I do not want to be tomorrow in that film room, it's AJ Rose. And honestly, I would probably rather be Ruffalo versus AJ for tomorrow when they watch that game film with everybody. Well, and I'd also add too that like, I mean, I I don't have the luxury of being fast, so I don't know what this sensation's like. But I, if I looked even behind myself, I'd slow down so much that they could catch me. So I just gotta. Like you said, Charles, just put your head down and run until you hit the back of that end zone. And I, I think it's safe to say that that won't happen again this year on Kentucky's football team. But the, the worst part about it, Drew, is that there was a highlight, I mean, maybe an hour before this happened, where the dude from Abilene Christian playing against Army, they're winning by – or they're losing, like, by a ton, and the guy throws up the deuces and then gets caught from behind. It's like, you're not Tyreek Hill. Like, he can get away with it because he's the fastest man on the earth. You all are not Tyreek Hill. Like, it's just not 
And just last week in the NFL, DK Metcalf did it, and it was all over TV. I assume AJ Rose watches uh, football highlights. I feel yeah. like this probably just saw that last week. Should be a reminder to everyone because I mean, DK Metcalf, he was a pretty big blunder, and he was made fun of on all the not top tens. You'd think it'd be mm-hmm. fresh on these guys' minds to run it through, but it wasn't. And we're not talking about it. Well, that obviously was. I so here's what I'm curious, Drew. When you go back and like, because this is a loss that you're going to think about for a long time. The Ole Miss game, I think about that DK Metcalf catch quite often. Uh, it sucked, but it was a hell of a play. Ooh. And you're like, damn it, we lost. Um, yeah, Chuck, you, I know you remember that one well. That one sucked. But oh, yeah, yeah. But like, what what are we going to remember from this game? What's going to be the like gut punch that? six seven years from now you you look back at this game and you're like well that was the old miss game where that happened i think a lot of people will focus on that extra point because it was kind of the the final straw at the end of the game of course it's gonna be fresh in our minds but and i hate to keep piling on aj rose but i'll remember that fall for years i will refer back to that game as one of the bigger blunders i'll remember for a long time even though there were plenty. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it, but there was many mistakes made at game. Some coaching, some by other guys on the team. But the stupidity that and the arrogance that we just talked about from a guy who, like Charles said, I don't have a bad word to say about A.J. Rose, big fan, but you're not good enough to do that. And I, I, I will remember that blunder forever because you, we knew that when he got stopped on the three, they weren't going to score. Something was going to happen. It was just <laughs> meant to be that way, and, of course, they didn't. And – it really does feel like the kind of dumb Kentucky football of old, like just the kind of compiling of like one bad thing quickly turns to, to two or three. Um, and Freddie, I think the biggest mistake of the game that was the most impactful as far as leaving points off the board actually happened in the third quarter. And Demarcus Harris, red shirt, freshman wide receiver. I've got an issue, an apology to, to Marcus Harris. Uh, I did this when I jinxed Landon Young a few years back, and I've jinxed oh, Demarcus Harris. I've jinxed the, the, the hands off of Demarcus Harris because ever since I said he was going to be the breakout player in this receiver group, he's been right there to make all the plays. And, I mean, just some, something's going on between the years because he can't catch cold right now. And he was wide open. And Terry Wilson – uh, admittedly underthrew him. It wasn't like if, if he leads him, I mean, it's he, Harris is just nobody even around him. But it's underthrown ever so slightly, Freddie. And the, the defender, it makes the contested catch, still hits Harris in the hands, but he doesn't come up with it at about the 10-yard line. Instead, two plays later, the UK's got to kick a field goal. It doinks off the upright. And I'm, I'm of the belief that if a kicker – you're like a, a, a shooter – uh, where you got you got to see it go through the uprights a few times. He clanked one off the upright and it bounced in earlier, uh, and then he hits the upright there. I think that was in his head for that PAT. So I, the, the Harris drop just had immediate consequences where not only are you leaving seven points off the board, but I think you're, you're kind of uh, planting bad vibes in the, in the head of your kicker for later on in the game. Yeah, and then you can also look at the wide receiver holding call uh, Kentucky had a promising drive there, had a holding call, and then went three and out, got off schedule. Uh, yeah, it was a drop. I mean, Terry went 14 for 18 for 151 yards. Of his four incompletions, one was an intentional grounding throwaway, mm-hmm. and three were three were drops. So there's a reason that he was the second-graded quarterback in the country uh, against Ole Miss. But, you know, and I don't mean to be – uh, you know, just the, the taking up for the quarterback here. But there was a linebacker blitz that, that he picked up, and, and the linebacker was on him. He had to throw that pass off his back foot uh, because he couldn't get set because of the linebacker blitz that came free. Mm-hmm. And uh, But but it was a little – it was underthrown. But the linebacker blitz had something to do. It's still catchable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, hit him and in the hands. A, then there was another explosive drop. I mean, explosive play drop. So, uh, for me – you know, five – five, Ole Miss gained five first downs off penalties. And mm-hmm. that that will kill you right there. Five first downs off penalties. And, and, and you know, that, that, that'll hurt you. And losing the turnover battle and then having the 
uh, the red zone fumble, you know, that's a missed opportunity for points. So we're talking about, you know, holding call gets you for a promising drive. You go three and out. We're talking about a missed pass or a drop pass in the end zone, missed the field goal. That's three points. I mean, there were a lot of points left on the field. And, and so that's why I'm saying, I mean, don't blame all this on Rufalo. There was a, there were a lot, there were a lot of ways Kentucky could have won the game and he should have never been in that position to make that kick. The PI on Devontae Robinson was the most infuriating. I mean, Stoops was livid about it. Yeah, I mean, to the was. point that, yeah, well, and I, I, like I could say, you could maybe be like, well, it looked like his hand was wrapped around him, but it really, it was good defense. I saw that. I saw that 30 times today on the NFL games. <laughs> I mean, that's it, it, it happens every play. I mean, how I, do you, yeah, do I'm you watching. I'm watching my third NFL game of the day, and I've seen it 30 times at least. And and it, just, it, gets, it gets into some of those targeting calls where it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? As a defender, what am I supposed to do? You know, it's kind of yeah. like when the quarterback hasn't slid and they duck their head and, and there's a targeting because of it. Well, should I just let, him, let the quarterback score? Or should I let – I mean, it's the same thing. Devonta should have just let him catch the ball. I guess that's what I mean. That's just a terrible call. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how to start it. I watched it. I went. That's the worst call I've ever seen. But it, I was not very fun to watch the game with. Say that. Yeah, I, I think that's gonna be said for for all of us probably. Um, yeah. That was just well. In 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 Drew. I hate to go back to it, but like you said earlier, it, when when AJ threw the deuces up, you knew something bad was going to happen. Same thing with the the hair's drop. You were just like, oh god! Like th- that was their chance to go up fourteen and really keep the like, like take control of the game. And even though Ole Miss was moving the ball well, you go up fourteen and you're kind of. I mean, at that point, Kentucky would have been matching them shot for shot, and uh, you just knew something bad was going to happen after that drop. Yeah, I kind of hate the saying, the old Kentucky football, especially when we have former players on here who probably don't. (laughs) But it's almost like you know when there's one bad mistake that there's another one coming. It's like, well, that wasn't it. It's not like AJ got stopped on the three and we thought, oh, well, they're just going to punch it in. It's like, oh, God, how does this – what's next? Because you just know it's coming. It's the same with the drop. It it seems to have – it's not just one and we fix it. It it piles on, piles on to the point we're banging our heads against the wall. It's, well, it's never and your boy boss man boss man fats uh real quick yeah not my boy was my boy Past oh him. oh Past. so so we're socially distancing distancing from fats now listen i i hung on boss man island longer than anyone i was the last to leave but i mean that's two pretty embarrassing performances well he's now he's now kelvin joseph to me he can he can be boss man boss man when he earns it Oh, I like that. You've, you've got to earn the nickname. Well, Kelvin Joseph, he had a blown assignment in MA where I don't know if it was miscommunicated or whatever, but I think he thought they were in cover two when they should have been in cover three. Mingo gets like a 20-yard gain. And then on the next place, he just cuts right across his face effortlessly and scores a touchdown. And Joseph kind of like stops before the play's over with. And at that point, it was like, man – there's a fine line between the like kind of yapping and talking and and being about it and then just letting it spiral out of control. And I think, I think it spiraled a a little bit on Saturday. I don't know that he has many fans left in in the BBN. They, they gave him a lot of, a lot of leeway even after his mouth and after the Auburn game last week when it looked like someone at UK might have taken his phone away um, because he just kept tweeting after the game. Well, you know, we, another another bad game. I, I, think, I think the fan club is pretty empty right now. I, I wonder, too, Charles, Westry was like this. I wonder if uh, Joseph's one of those guys who – can play man coverage well, but figuring out zone is a whole nother battle. And it's not easy when Mark Stoops loves to play zone and you're going to have to play a lot of it this week against Mississippi State. He, he lo- 
I'm worried about Mississippi State being able to just throw the ball in our zone. I, we got to start getting pressure on the QB. What, Freddie, you said we had two sacks. God, yeah. it just seems like there's there's just a lot of time back there. We're rushing three big old boys, and they're getting to the QB. But, man, I, I think you got to take some chances, play man. And, I mean, have we ever even zero blitzed? I mean, I used to love it as a player. But, um, I don't know. I feel like we got to well, switch it up and get some pressure. Yeah, the uh, Mississippi State wide receivers average six foot three, one hundred ninety seven pounds. They have a a six five or six foot six. Uh, Tyrell Davis six six two hundred, and then uh, man, and then Mitchell is six five two ten. He's fifth in the country in pass receiving, and he averaged twenty six point one yards per catch against LSU. So yeah, they're they're. they're they're pretty daggone good at receiver, but I tell you what—I tell you what concerns me—is the Mississippi State defense. I mean, they're, you know, they're they're pretty daggone good. They're second in the SEC in total defense, first in quarterback sacks, third in tackles for loss. Uh, they're they have a new coordinator that came from San Diego State. The three three five, right? Yeah, runs a three three five. Zach Barnett, and he had San Diego State ranked one, two, or three in the country, and most run stop. Uh, and, and Mississippi State has two inside linebackers that are 250 and 260. And Kentucky's going to face the best defensive line that it's seen far against the Bulldogs on Saturday, by far. Man, and if you remember, too, I, I forget which one of these FCS team it was. Um, I, I don't know if it was UT Martin or EK. I think it was UT Martin that ran a 3 3 5. Kentucky's offensive line struggled because of just the the oddities of it, uh, and even they eventually ended up overpowering them. Like there there was a, a moment where you're like, man, they they really can't figure this out quite yet. Uh, but I, I wanted to, Chuck, you were asking like, do we ever zero blitz? And there's a there's a, I don't know if Kentucky's just not good enough at disguising them. And a lot of it's just not coming home because there was one play where they called a blitz to Corker dialed it up perfectly and I don't know if he fell or what the deal was but he just didn't make the tackle and like that's what it's about Kentucky's getting some pressure but they're not making tackles and then the the, one of the touchdowns they scored on I don't know if they recognize they had to have recognized it before because uh they they called a play action and uh Jamin Davis I mean if they they froze a linebacker it was in the red zone yeah Corker came up on it he's wide open I'm like that wasn't even a good play action play. <laughs> they just they, like, they it wasn't even they a bit on fake. it. And I don't know yeah, if that was a was blitz. Back to be touching the center's ass. Like, what the <laughs> hell's going on there? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it was the play action that just got him or if it was a design blitz and then they just lost the tight end, but like there was nobody around him. And yeah. I just I, I, I think Kentucky's pass defense. Ole Miss was gonna get some. Like they're just going to the the tempo. Yeah. It really put Kentucky on their heels, but but like your your secondary. I mean, was this all weather related last year? Like, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, last year, absolutely. I think we got tricked a little bit last year. I mean, you got Lynn Bowden running the ball, running the clock. I mean, those stats are cool of how many consecutive games of not giving up whatever, but I think oh, the streak's over now. football last year and a couple games of monsoons might have inflated the stats a little bit because that the, the secondary we expected to see from a year ago is not what is on the field right now. Yeah, Kentucky didn't face a quarterback as good as Matt Corral or it's going to see Saturday with K.J. Costello from Mississippi State. I've got a question. We are still turnoverless, correct? Our defense. Yes. Yes. We, I mean, well, I think there's a major correlation to being zero and two and having zero turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. And yeah. Stoops would repeatedly say it in meetings, even when the defense would have a hell of a game, no turnovers, and he'd say this has to change. And sometimes yeah. we get away with it and win and be an ugly win, but. You got to have turnovers. You got to. You know, flipping the script a little bit. Kentucky did do a lot of good things. If if you sit back and look at it, twenty six first downs, four hundred and eight yards rushing. You know, that's seven point three yards per carry. 
559 total yards, 7.6 yards per play, owned the possession, was 6 out of 11, 55% on third down. I meant three players rushed for over 100 yards, and Terry completed 77% of his passes. And something else I want to point out, uh, point out Kentucky did a great job in the middle eight. They yeah. scored on the last drive of the third, of second quarter, then came out and scored the first drive of the third quarter to go up 14 points. So, you know, there, there, were, some, there were some good things. The majority of it was on the yeah. offensive side of the football. Uh, but, you know, I, people, you know, I've heard a lot of complaining about the offensive side and, and Terry. And I'm they like, almost had 600 yards of offense. I mean, like that's – Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what else you can ask for. In, in defensive – me during that last drive they still wanted to see Gatewood when Terry was moving the ball down the field I mean he he just uh, scampered for a first down then he threw a nice pass for another first down and I'm getting messages still think you got to go to Gatewood here I don't understand it I think that's just like a uh, almost like a nervous tick now especially after one person put it uh, well and it might be because we've been spurned on backup quarterbacks so much that we always just think that our backup is going to to come save the day. I mean, Florida, you're welcome for Kyle Trask. Like you were playing Felipe Franks over that guy, and now look at him. You know, yeah. Which, which by the way, Kyle Pitts, that dude is just. I mean, where are these? Like, I think part of it too, Freddie. You mentioned the quarterbacks you can't play last year. The receivers that Kentucky's having to play this year. Yeah. What, can we get some of these dudes? Like Josh Ali has really shown that he is a, a solid pass catcher. But like, yeah. yes, he has. But they have like all these teams have like three or four of these guys. I mean, like it is yeah. it is just stupid how many how stacked the wide receiver position is. Well, and and the larger receivers too. And you're going to see. I already listed them six 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 five. You know, for for Mississippi State. You know. Drew, going back to your point, Terry accounted for 298 total yards, three touchdowns, and no turnovers, and completed 77 passes. So I, I, I really don't know what people are talking about with that. Well, I mean, to be fair, one of his completions didn't – it only hit one of the guy's numbers. It didn't hit both numbers. So I guess exactly <laughs> in the center of Demarcus Harris's chest. I don't know. I I'm will – Terry all the way. Hey, and did you see the 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 KSR Instagram page today, Drew? I haven't. I, I've been kind of checked out today. Well, uh, Brent Wainscott's been doing some photoshopping, and it it, oh, it looks yeah, like Terry's that. like a Superman. It's pretty awesome. Oh, like, I did see that. Like the comic book looking one. Yes, I'm sorry, I did. That's awesome. You yes. did a great job with that. Yeah, I just I thought it was really cool, and it was appropriate because Terry played great. Um, but you, I mean, could. At this point, we were expecting UK to put up a 50-burger to win. And, like, that that shouldn't be needed, especially when, like, I will say this about the defense. When a team tries to traditionally run, like, I don't know, not affirmation football, but any traditional run that isn't just quarterback getting aggravating yards when they evade a sack, they're not getting much of anything. I'm doing bad quick math in my head, but I'm only about 80 yards from all of the running backs. And Matt Carell had them in rushing with by scrambling. And I think Bo Nix did the week before, too. So, Kentucky is at least good at stopping the run. They had six tackles for a loss. But they got to get home on sacks and create more havoc plays. Because to Charles's point, I think that's how you get some easy turnovers. You get a strip sack. You get a tip pass at the line, and you run runner and catch it. The defense, when you aren't able – like, let's face it, these gimmicky, really up-tempo offenses, like, they put stress on any defense. They do. So you have to put pressure on them and, and just make some plays. And, and right now, Kentucky's defense doesn't have enough playmakers, plain and simple. Well, they, they, they held Jerry on Ely, the really good running back, to 10 carries and 47 yards. So, I mean, you know, Ole Miss that rushed the ball 38 times for 139 yards. That's playing winning football on the yep. defensive side as far as stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said earlier, a lot of Corral's runs were impactful, influential in the game, and at critical junctures, uh, in, in, you know, in, in the game's flow. So, 
I agree. I mean, two quarterbacks have led the opponents in rushing in back-to-back weeks. And, and it's just get home, finish. Finish the sack, yeah. finish the play. Um, oh, it's just – it's got to happen. It, it was good to see Boyd get a sack, though. Like, yeah. Was, oh. Yeah. He's, so, Bully's still in your corner, Drew? Oh, of course. Love Bully. And as you know, I couldn't enjoy it. You even texted me, like, did that make you feel better? But at that point, I was still seeing red from A.J. Rose. I didn't <laughs> go back and watch Bully's sack again. Even though I saw it three or four times when it happened, I wasn't in the right frame of mind to truly appreciate it. Because I know that the belly was, was jiggling with that big white T-shirt, and he's celebrating and – what I, I just I wasn't I was still very angry at that point. What's up with our team's undershirts? They're all terrible. over the place. Terrible. God, what is wrong with people? I really don't get it. I'll say also Anybody Josh Pascal played a heck of a football game. That's two games in a row we've had a, yeah. a t-shirt stretch three oh, to five yards uh, on a tackle. Yeah, yeah. Freddie, we're talking about t-shirts right now. Okay, not real uh, football talk. This is the important stuff: undershirts. In, in, I think that that is going to lead. It's going to lead to something bad. We're going to see that. It's they dumb. need to go back. They need Put to your go damn back shirt to in. Put your damn they need shirt. To go back, they need to go back to the 80s and start wearing half shirts again. Oh, yeah, or yeah. like tearaway jerseys. Love to see bully in a half shirt. You, can we get yeah. like the mesh ripaways? You know, like, come on. I mean, there's something there. But I also just love the thought of like Charles being big mad about people not tucking in their shirts. I bet that was something like that you laughed at if somebody because i because i can I, I i can just see charles just fuming over it and i can even imagine you being at a practice as like a sophomore in high school and one of your friends had to run because they didn't tuck in their shirt and you're just like what an idiot all he had to do was tuck his shirt in it. i mean it's it's funny because coach ed and coach hill when you are weight training you are in the weight room 10 minutes early and if it's nine minutes you're on the stairmaster and your shirt is tucked in and you're lined up for the warm-up so i'm thinking okay we have it there we have the dress code there but we don't on saturdays and again it's more or less i mean the last thing the coaches are thinking about is all right everyone show me what you're going to wear for the game i mean you're not 10 years old but that doesn't it doesn't look good and it's gonna cause tackles and a fumble here soon so just tuck your damn shirt in please for the love of god thank you very much that's all i have to say man i never did want my belly to show i mean i wouldn't either but i guess they got all those abs freddie yeah they got abs and stuff i used to have those yeah just wait You're still somewhat of an athlete. I mean, uh, you and I are in a competitive golf tournament tomorrow. Um, oh, we are. So we're we're still. I mean, not not that I was ever an athlete, but you're you're still competing out there. Well, let me tell you one thing. As you'll see tomorrow, I play golf like a football player. No, so <laughs> it ain't the prettiest thing. <laughs> I like to fight though. I like to fight and just go low. I love doing it. But you're gonna say, "What did you part that? Oh, part it." Had about three different shots that went three different ways, but that's a that's a par of my book. Y'all, that's see, that part that, of my y'all see that fight between Dylan Ramsey and Golden Tate today? Well, yeah, supposedly there's some bad beef there. Yeah, I saw that tackle too, where he um, ooh. yeah, man, he slammed him. He's got a future in the WWE if football doesn't work out. <laughs> hey, uh, when. Our, our guy, Lim, Lim Bowden, he's back. Got his, his first snap, and, of, of course, they put him in at the Wildcat because if there's a team that's going to have success running the Wildcat, it's the Miami Dolphins. So it's party like it's 2008, baby. Yeah, I'm sure that Pete Carroll was real worried about the passing throw when he got back there. I think he knew exactly what was happening. They they hung around, uh, though, for a while. They, they hung around the Seahawks. What was it 31-23, I think? Was the final score there? Yeah, there was a late pick when they were trying to, uh, you know, come back. Uh, well, Fitzpatrick, that's what he'll do. He's he's good enough to get you in there and then commit their heartbreaking turnover at the end. The biggest story in the NFL is my Tennessee Titans are going to be the first undefeated team since the 72 Dolphins. 
because we're all just going to be kicked out of football forever. I think we're up to 18 positive tests. What? What did you all do? Did you go to the White House or something? Jesus. <laughs> There's rumors of a little bit of a party. Um, you know, Is there... we're talking about taking away draft picks. It's We're in trouble. We're... Was it like a boat situation like the Vikings did back in the day? Well, I don't know. It's, it's all speculation. But I, there's, there's rumors that um, after beating the Vikings last Sunday that some of the fellas might have enjoyed themselves a little bit when they're supposed to be in a bubble focused on football. I think they might have been a little selfish and gone out and, you know, I like to party. I'm not here to judge anyone. to make some sacrifices. Yeah, luckily that that hasn't been the case, uh, but uh, at least for on Kentucky's behalf. But there was a couple glaring absences on Saturday. Uh, one, Isaiah Epps was not dressed up for the game, and two, uh, the biggest one, Bryce Oliver. They expected yeah, him to play. Yeah, what's up with him? Did they, did they announce anything? Stoops hasn't said what it is. He just said he's day to day. And with all the COVID stuff, you can be much more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? ambiguous with anything injury related but he traveled to auburn so i'm wondering if it's like a hammy or you know one of those or like an ankle or something where like it just depends on how he feels on the day i don't i don't know but they could certainly use bryce oliver right about now yeah because i mean if it's if it's discipline you wouldn't travel so the fact that he's traveling yeah so i i don't know but you, you need to have him back next week and there was something that freddie brought up earlier too um stoops has this has a line that he loves to say uh especially whenever the wildcat stuff was happening last year he was like yeah you know y'all want to throw the ball but generally if you can run for more yards than another team you're going to win freddie i don't think that will be a problem uh, this saturday i think kentucky's going to run for more yards than mississippi state oh you think so <laughs> Oh. Man, if I had three six six receivers, I wouldn't run the ball ever. I'd probably I'd take a running back out. But Mississippi, Mississippi State's averaging forty eight yards rushing per game. So, <laughs> but four hundred and sixty eight passing yards per game. How about that? Man, Mike Leach, he'll do it. I'm pulling up the box score now, and they actually Mississippi State actually attempted twenty four rushes. So that's a surprise. Um, and, yeah. And also, Colin Hill went out with a head injury. Uh, could be concussion related. I'm not quite sure. Um, I, I haven't seen wow. the, the latest on his status, but Colin Hill uh, basically missed that entire game. And, uh, you know, it, it was a classic Mike Leach letdown where you, you go out and you beat the defending national champs, really dog walk them, dominate start to finish. And then, Sam Pittman gets his first win at Arkansas uh, with a big interception. And I I wasn't able to watch the game. It's the second week in a row the stupid SEC Network alternate channel has had a good game on while a terrible game is on the regular SEC Network. I can't watch it. Like, can we figure something out with this stupid alternate channel? But Somehow I got it. I I watched it. I was (sighs) flipping back and forth to Auburn and Georgia. And, and God, did Georgia look good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, you realize that Kentucky will play the number two, three, and four team in the country uh, in this schedule. So, but Colin Hill, I I think, you know, know, I'm big on these UK running backs, but if I had to go outside to pick a running back, I would go with Colin Hill. Uh, But Mike Leach is using him different. He's averaging 19.8 yards per catch. I mean, that's pretty daggone good. I mean, he, he he's making a lot of money because he's proven that he can play, uh, you know, that Alvin Kamara role in the NFL as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he's very dangerous coming out of the backfield. And Mississippi State might not have him this Saturday. Uh, but, Freddie, you mentioned the, the elephant in the room. And this is the part of the podcast where things get a little – I think they call them the Sunday scaries. That's what the youths call them now. Um, but when you lose to Ole Miss in overtime, then you look at what's next. You've got a team that put up a gazillion yards against LSU. You got a team 
that Tennessee's two and zero for the first time since nineteen ninety six, which that's just hilarious that like they haven't been two and zero in twenty five years. But one eight in a row too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have the longest win streak in the country right now. They're doing something right. And then Georgia, after looking shaky against Arkansas, just I mean, absolutely. I'm not. I hate to use the phrase again, but they dog walked the hell out of Auburn. I mean, that game was not even close. So, I mean, it just really dominated start to finish. And you start like I'm not gonna make us count the wins, but it's like, man, it's not getting any easier. <laughs> it's it's not getting any easier going forward. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all. But you know, maybe Arkansas is better than we thought. Uh, you know, and, and you know, by playing Mississippi State, by beating Mississippi State, and then playing Georgia close, because the Georgia team that I saw was just man, that 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 could be the best defense in the country. Uh, I mean, every level they're very very good. So I, that that's uh, that's going to be a challenge. So yeah, they they beat the 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 poop out of Auburn. So. <laughs> Uh, not that I'm ever correct, but usually I get lucky. But I've been horrible at my predictions for all of these SEC teams. I thought Georgia was going to be down and Auburn was going to put up a great fight. I thought Ole Miss was going to suck. I thought Arkansas was going to suck. I thought Kentucky would be 2-0 and right now. My goodness, I hope nobody followed my actual gambling plays because I have been completely <laughs> wrong about everything in the conference. Well, you were right about Missouri sucking. They, they're bad. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Louisville's defense. Louisville's defense, I was big on them being terrible. <laughs> uh, Missouri, they finally put in the quarterback that they should have been starting, and he was – I think he only had like four or five incompletions at one point. So, that, they did finally figure out the right quarterback. But they, they got a long way to go. And maybe that's eventually your get-right game. But I guess the one thing that – like I, I know a lot of folks right now, the sky's falling, and, you know, you heard us. We're all mad. Like, that, that loss was – an abomination, but to just throw in the towel on the season, uh, to just say that Stoops is terrible, these coaches don't know what they're doing, and forget about all the good that they've done up until this point, uh, like that's just silly. And what I like to hear is that if, 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 you want to, if you want some optimism to hold on to is after the game, the, the players, uh, they, they shared words with the team. And Luke Fortner, this was relayed by Josh Pascal, but Luke Fortner stood up and said, guys, we knew this was going to be hard. Like, when they, when the schedule was released, we knew this wasn't going to be easy. We can't just let one loss get us down. It's only going to get harder. We've got to come ready to play, get back. And as Pascal said, they're a senior team. If, if they – if there was ever a group of guys that can rally the troops and get everything back on track, it should be these guys, and you've got improved quarterback play. The offense, the offense hasn't looked this good in years, uh, and I know Ole Miss defense is bad. And really, if your defense can just create a couple turnovers, a few more stops, we might still be talking about that that thirty point, uh, you know, the 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 thirty point streak or whatever it was. So this sucks, but it's 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 not uh, it wins big blue madness season just yet. I I think, and I. I usually stay off Twitter. Um, I mean, I tweet. I like following it. But I tweeted out something today. People, you know, asking for Ruffalo's to get COVID, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And kind of going off of what you said, Nick, people that already say this season's over, words, women's basketball, I think it says a lot more about you than it does about the team that's playing. And if you just give up on a team because we're 0-2, well, you're probably just a quitter in general. So – no time for you. Bye-bye. Hashtag losers is what I used today. I thought it was a perfect hashtag. You go out <laughs> and got a call for some 20-year-old because he's trying his best and missed two kicks. You're a loser. Boom. There you go. That's all I got. I mean, pitiful. I should have said hashtag pitiful, hashtag loser. But <laughs> well, I didn't get one, one get directed at anyone. With all that burn. <laughs> oh, you got him. I mean, I like to lose that's probably the biggest disgrace, being called a loser. That hits home. <laughs> I like to lose my mind as much as anyone on Twitter. I tend to do it often. Um, I even retweeted someone saying, boss man fart yesterday. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the people that were going at Ruffalo, there's no place for that. I mean, I get you're frustrated that the guy missed the extra point. It hurts losing a game by one when you miss an extra point in overtime. But yeah. this stuff I saw, there is no place for that. And sadly, it, it happens, but it's a small percentage. It, 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 it's criticism versus carelessness. I mean, you can – someone made a comment like, well, I'm a fan. I can, be, I can be critical. Yeah, you can be critical. Sure. Should he have missed it? No. All right, he's your walk-on kicker. I mean, you think he's going to go hit 60-yard field goals? No. Um, and, again, you can be critical all you want. I'm very critical. When A.J. did that, I was probably the maddest man you've ever seen in the world. But there's a difference in it's a game at the end of the day. I mean, Lord. Mm-hmm. Some people well, are just crazy. <laughs> so, I really hated myself Saturday night, so I just wanted to feel pain. So, I looked into Austin stats and the, the stats since oh. Austin left. And, man. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. You don't know what you got till it's gone, and my God, he kicked. He made more field goals his senior year than we've made in two years and two games since. And he he, he attempted a lot more because Stoops had a lot more faith in him. Uh, he made yeah. all, just shy of eighty uh, percent of his kicks in his three-year career. Also, stretching out and, and, and kicking a lot more bombs. Uh, Kentucky's made sixty-two percent of their field goals in two years and two games. Um, I, I mean, like, seriously, I know we joked about this one time when Austin was on the podcast. Like, has Stoops ever just, like, been like, here, take my check this week. You, you got me this raise. Like, I, I'm, I'm here because of you. Because, seriously, when you look at the Mark Stoops teams, like, they're all close games. Stoops ain't blowing out nobody. And the little things make all the difference in the world. And – in previous years, Kentucky's done the little things right. Uh, but there's also been just, I mean, master classes and blunders. Uh, maybe 10 guys on the field at Florida, uh, which Kentucky did again on third down on Saturday, only having 10 guys on the field. Um, but they still, despite these mistakes, they, they had a chance and they didn't make the plays in critical moments and – that's kind of been the story of Stoops Senior. You don't have great receiver play. No offense, Chuck. It's been kind of a theme. And also, are you going to make plays in close games to win it? And it, for a while, it was about 60-40 going in the right direction. And over the last two weeks, it's it's tilting back in the other direction. And it's, and it's frustrating, but I think it also shows you that they aren't that far off uh, from, from, becoming, from playing winning football. Freddie, I'm curious, what, or I guess everyone, what was your take when we went for it on that fourth and – what was it, fourth and eight? With, a, with what, five minutes left? I'm, I'm kind of spitballing here. I don't know the exact time. Yeah. You were in no man's land there. I mean, it was too yeah, far for a roof and low kick. Don't you try to pin them? I mean, don't you try to pin them? Well, if you, you did – yeah, I mean, you try, but if it goes in the end zone, you net 15 yards. So, I mean, that, that that's tough there. But, uh, yeah, I could see where Max could have kicked that, but – you know, were we, we up seven then, or were we down? I I can't it was remember. Todd. Was it tied? I think it was Todd. But uh, you know, we did like a QB draw before that lost yards, and I'm like, oh god, that was a I hate that play. Down call. And then nobody's throw, nobody's the hell? nobody's buying Terry when he steps up like this. There's just nobody's falling for that fake. Like there's no. But if, if if you look at the 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 statistical. Analysis of that: Kentucky was averaging six point seven point six yards per play. So you know, a fourth and what was it? Fourth and six, fourth and eight. Yeah, I think it's like fourth and six, Freddie. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're averaging more than 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 you're going for there. So uh, you know, I, I'm 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 okay with going for it. There's there's one thing, Freddie, that I think we do as football guys, or we get so into the weeds. There's some stuff that's just got to be more common sense oriented. Like if it's third down and Ole Miss has the football, they're going to try to throw it to Elijah Moore across the middle of the field. That's just what they're going to want to do. All right. So be ready for it. And on that fourth down play, Terry's got to know that they're going to pin their ears back and blitz. I mean, I I think every, all 12,000 people in that stadium knew, I knew, and the blitz came and he wasn't ready to get out of his hand quick. Like, you just got to be ready to, to hit that slant real quick. And I know it could have looked like a bad result like it did on that fourth down against Auburn the week before. But that, that feels like just some common sense things that we might be overthinking things a little bit too much. Just it's fourth down. Yeah. They're bringing the blitz. 
and then also is, is the trust with the receivers. I mean, other than Josh Ali, I mean, who would you trust in that situation? Nobody. I'm just forcing so, Ali. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> you know, you, you said that, that everybody in the stadium knew, knows you're going to go to Elijah Moore where everybody on the Ole Miss sideline knows you're going to go to Josh Ali now. So, mm-hmm. true, I mean, true. it's that, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, Josh had seven catches for 88 yards. He had a real nice one on the sideline, man. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had a long reception of 24 yards, and and Akeem Hayes had two catches. And his long was 28. But those two were the only ones that produced chunk or explosive plays as far as pass catchers. Rig had a nice catch on that third and long that, yeah, that kept the drive the alive. That that was the the game tying drive uh, for UK. Yeah. And Hayes had another one that after a penalty, you thought Kentucky was doomed after that penalty. But he's he's come up big for Kentucky this year. So uh, you got to think think your lucky stars that somebody's stepping up, and he, he's done an exceptional job so far. While we're listing uh, some positives after complaining for forty five minutes. Uh, I'm getting pretty excited about Vito Tisdale being on the field. I mean, he didn't do anything yeah. absolutely wow me, but to be a true freshman in there, um, I, I'm pretty excited about seeing him. He also yeah. did the thing, too, where, like, I'm sure he bothered the play, but, Chuck, it's the thing that all the DBs do. Like, the receiver will drop it, and then they still do the, like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, to play DB, you got to have a damn strong mind. So if you think that you contributed to a receiver dropping the ball, go for it. I'm you may ready. see more of it. You may see more of him Saturday because Kentucky will probably pay a lot of dime coverage, and yeah. Mississippi State runs eight gazillion crossing routes, short crossing routes. So could uh, see him. Oh man, one other good thing. So there's one guy that I've really just. I've had he he's made steamroll out of my ears, but he made up for all of it with one tackle on third down. That's Ty Asian. He that yeah. guy. I mean that was that was a first down, and he just stood him up to like a yard shy of the sticks, picked him up and slammed him. That was a hell of a tackle, and it's like that's what I've been waiting for. See, you can't you you, you hit him in the solar plex, you drive through him, no diving at the feet stuff. Got to get that out of there. Finish the tackle. He did it. So uh, I, I, he is no longer on my poop list. Uh, I guess if we're going to celebrate people having one tackle, my boy Kelvin Joseph had a decent stop. He also okay. did one of the big uh, – I made a big play on a, on just a receiver dropping it too. So. Oh, man, those are great. It's nice to it. list a few positives from the game after complaining so much. That was a big – even though they had just uh, let Corral scramble for 14 yards because we only had 10 men on the field. That was a big uh, goal line stand that Kelvin Joseph uh, finished off. Oh, yeah. And also, I mean, back to my common sense thing. Dude, running the option in short yarded situations never works. It is, it, in the history of football, that play has not worked. Not mm-hmm. once. <laughs> and they tried it. And I even saw somebody in the NFL, the, the Texans tried it with Deshaun Watson. And what do you know? There was a fumble. It's like, you idiots. Why? 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 I mean, thank you, Ole Miss, because, I mean, that was, was an easy stop. But, Gosh, going for uh, – so stupid, so stupid. Um, smart thing, though, that happened. We, Freddie listed off the accolades that De- Terry did, but, man, what he did best on Saturday, he read his blocks. He used some patience, and he found the cutback lanes. He had one – I don't know if it was a touchdown or if it was just like a big like 25, 30-yard run where the 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 – Everybody followed the the pulling guard, and as he's reading the zone, a bunch of guys just got caught up in the wash. He cut it back and busted yeah. it for like 25, 30 yards. And it's like, see, Terry, this is – and Freddie, you know, I'm sure that was some of like him just being antsy in that first game back, trying to be a hero and just bounce everything outside. But, like, he read his blocks well, uh, and, and, I mean, he led the team in rushing. Well, I mean, for, we're, you know, we're talking no, he, positive. He, just behind no, he, Rodriguez. If we're talking positives here, I mean, we, we've not mentioned maybe the most positive – well, other than Terry, is that offensive line just dominated that game. Pass mm-hmm. protection, uh, you know, running for, for 408 yards, getting 559 total yards. I mean, that that offensive line played their butts off. And, and, and I know everybody talks about Drake and 
Darian Kennard and Landon, but Luke Fortner and Kenneth Horsey played a really, really good game. Um, and then Austin Dotson got in there. But I, Fortner, I think, is, is, is growing into a potential NFL player uh, the way he's played this year, if you just sit back and watch him. Uh, defensively, Josh Pascal, seven tackles, uh, you know, a, t- a tackle for loss. So those two guys I wanted to point out because not only what they do on the field, but what they do off it, Josh Pascal and Luke Fortner. And I'm not surprised a bit that they were the leaders that were talking after the game about what needs to happen going forward. But going back to Terry, yes, that was a great read. I was thinking about that because Fortner was the pulling guard, but that mm-hmm. was a great read when he cut back. And then another thing that Terry did well was uh, clock management on the last drive of the game, or last drive of the half. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was artful. It was great to have good offense back, and it's also – it's great to see Chris Rodriguez just get those like yards where he's tackled, but like there's five guys on him and he still moves three yards forward. It, Benny Snell, I think, made everybody fall in love with that play, Drew. And Chris Rodriguez is just a master at it. Yeah, he's not Benny, but there's a lot of similarities. And it, I know it's not the exciting, explosive football that you know a lot of fans love and want but when you can hand it to a guy and know you're going to get a couple yards and he's going to fall fall forward that's pretty damn valuable and i hope they continue to go to him i, I almost brought up aj rose again i got to stop doing that I'm yeah still mad. yeah I'm, I'm i'm all in with rodriguez and, and even though a lot of those yards felt like like sometimes it was only like three or four here and there he still averaged almost eight yards a carry um so like he gets the tough yards and he's not exactly busting the big plays. He, his longest of the day was 22. But eight yards carry is pretty damn good. So, Kentucky – And uh, the guys trying to tackle him know they ran into Chris Rodriguez, too. It's, he's no easy tackle. Man, how would you try to even tackle him? Like, what? Run the other way. <laughs> Act like I got – Act like I got blocked and couldn't get to him. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for him to hold up two fingers. <laughs> now that's how you get tackled. Oh man. Well, we're gonna bounce back next week, right, guys? I mean, I went crazy. I was mad. I said things I shouldn't have. Might have cussed a few times. One and two. Six days away. Five days away. Whatever today is. That's all we got. That's all we got to do. And if I was to make a – I mean, if you beat Mississippi State, years that you beat Mississippi State end up being pretty good years. So, a lot of the season can hinge on this game regularly. And a lot's going to hinge on it Saturday. Um, And you know what? I think it's a great time to spoil Mike Leach's return. Lane Kiffin, he got his funny little one line in after the game. Well, damn it, we're not getting any Mike Leach funny lines after this game. Hopefully he gets a good loss. Hopefully we get more of the Arkansas and less of the LSU. Yeah, and I think the moral of that story is don't play man-to-man, Bo Pelini. Um, maybe, ho- hopefully Mark called up Bo and was like, hey, uh, Bo, so. What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, gentlemen, this has been fun. It's been a little bit different. Um, we're usually not this mad. No. But do we feel well, better right. after it, though? Do we feel you better? Keep, I'm mad because you're keeping me up past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, you can blame it on those competitive golfers, Freddie. Oh, is that why we're doing this at night? Yeah. Charles, not me, Charles. That is tough. I mean, it's, it's life's tough right now. Got to golf tomorrow and scramble all day. God, all right. Were you Somebody, flying in a helicopter today, too? Uh, that was Friday. It was a helicopter. What do you? What do you, you? Did you? Did you hell get to the chopper? Uh, that was debated on the caption, and that was almost there. But ah. I had to give a shout out to John Dutton. So thought I thought I didn't on that. You're liable to see Charles in any kind of aircraft. He's in the helicopter on Friday. I saw him after the uh, Citrus Bowl get out of a Lear jet at the airport. <laughs> Randomly, I, uh, I, I mean, I saw him at the hotel. And then randomly, here comes Charles walking out of a Learjet. I'm like, I got. Uh, I am right. raising money for Gilda's Club here in Louisville. It is a uh, 
guess I'll call it a cancer response volunteer. I'm doing a terrible job describing it. Long story short, after the fundraiser, as long as I meet my goal, I will be rappelling down the 17th floor of the Hyatt Hotel in Louisville. So more to come on that. Um, Have you ever repelled? Yeah, I'm, I'm one. To, I'm no, I'm never repelled. So oh, it's it. terrifying. It is, it is. I can't wait. When you lean back, that first when you <laughs> the scariest part is leaning back, and well, then once you lean back, it's okay because I mean you can't get back up. Because Freddie, the thing is, is like your body's like it's against human nature to back off backwards off a cliff. Yeah. Like your, your body's just like, dude, what are you doing? You idiot. You're, you're going to die. If you do this, I'm going to go yeah. jump off that thing. like a rope swing. <laughs> See how fast I can make it down and back up. Tarzan Walker. <laughs> hey, I've always thought might as well say yes to something new, right? There's gotta be video of this. I want to, I want to see him come off the, I want to see him step off before he takes before he goes down the rope. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too worried about heights. We were out west last year in Park City, Utah, and I was going down the double black chutes, throwing <laughs> that's it right there. So make sure make sure you got somebody trustworthy on belay down there. And then when you step out, I mean don't don't grip with your left hand. Let your left hand go and then put use your right hand to, to stop yourself. But if you do it wrong, you're gonna face plant. So don't do that. Oh, that's yeah. I don't want to face plant seventeen stories high. Yeah, that'd and be scary. With you guys on Sunday night after, a, or get sideways ball. or get upside down. They got to get the fire trucks to come get you. Man, I'm definitely not gonna call you before I go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> have a nightmare about it tonight. <laughs> right before you get to the ground, when you're like fifteen feet away, throw up the deuces and act like you're already there. <laughs> Oh, man, that's a good spot to end our show. Well, folks, I hope this this was therapeutic. Cats are bouncing back against Mississippi State. For Freddie Maggard, Drew Franklin, Charles Walker, I'm Nick Rouse. This is the KSR Football Podcast. Go Cats and go Kroger. And peep the technique.